Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. When you feel that something's not right down there, and it affects how you feel everywhere else, but fortunately, there's a growing field of medicine devoted to treating these unique complications, and my guest today is Pam Meyer. She's a physical therapist with Aspirus Health System. Welcome to the show, Pam. So tell us a little bit about women's health or pelvic health physical therapists. What are you there to do? Thank you, Melanie. Um Primarily, the pelvic floor muscles are what women would know it as when they're doing a Kegel. And an old way of instructing uh, a woman to do a Kegel would have been to, while you're urinating, stop your urine flow. And those are the group of muscles that we use or we we talk about as the pelvic floor muscles. Uh, For men, they also have pelvic floor muscles, but they don't understand the Kegel usually because they have not been talked to about that until they have prostate issues. But for men, it is usually when they have fully urinated and then they do, they squeeze and they get the last few drops of urine out, which is emptying the urethra, which is in the penis. That's when they're using their pelvic floor muscles. So you said in the old days they were taught to stop their urine stream. Is it different now? It's very different. Um, We do not instruct people to do that whatsoever because what that does is, is it helps then to train the bladder to want to empty or send the message to the patient to empty their bladder sooner than is needed. And so I may use that as an example. If someone is having a difficulty understanding where the pelvic floor is, I may say, okay, imagine that you're urinating, now stop your urine, and that can help. But never do we have women do kegels to stop their urine as part of their exercise program. So what's the most common condition women may seek physical therapy for, for something with pelvic floor? Well, usually people think about incontinence, and that's the leaking of urine. And there's different kinds of incontinence. There is incontinence called urge incontinence, which means when you have the urge to urinate and you don't get to the bathroom in time because you can't hold it, that's urge incontinence. But there's also stress incontinence, and stress is common as we age per se, but it doesn't have to be related to age, nor does it have to be related to having children. But stress incontinence is when you cough, sneeze, or laugh, jump as if you're you're working out, and then you leak. Okay, so when somebody has these these kinds of complications, and for women it can be even difficult to discuss or bring up with their doctor. So then when does it come to the point where they come to see you, Pam? What what would bring them to see a physical therapist and how can you help them? Well, uh, it's pretty wonderful here at Aspirus in that I have a very nice relationship with urology associates and they have a very good understanding of what I do. And so oftentimes women are going to, to a urologist because of incontinence issues. They're going to have pelvic pain potentially. Sex may be painful. They're having issues like They're frequently urinating, and frequency is at at least one time an hour. Normal is that we urinate anywhere from one time every two hours to five hours. But if your water intake is is good and high where it's supposed to be, you may be going a little bit more than that. But you should not be urinating two to three times an hour. Um, And so we oftentimes get referrals from urology, and before a woman, for example, with stress incontinence, they may want to do a sling 
where you pin up the urethra to help with the incontinence. But these women then are sent to us, and the first step is we do something called biofeedback. And what that is is just an assessment of the pelvic floor muscles. And what I need to find out is, is first of all, is there issue even related to the pelvic floor? And what I'm looking for is, are those muscles able to relax? And when I have the person do a Kegel after instruction, can they do a Kegel? How long can they hold that contraction? Um, after you do a Kegel, do your muscles relax? A lot of times, Kegels fail because the pelvic floor muscles are not relaxed. So in other words, that's what I'm seeing a lot of, is, and it's called pelvic floor dysfunction or myalgia or tension. And so you can't strengthen a tight muscle. So the first step oftentimes is to relax the muscle, and once that relaxation occurs, then oftentimes the pain is gone with sex or uh, urgency reduces, frequency reduces, and then we go from there to strengthen. But it is, again, much more than just Kegels. Kegels is the first step. So what can women do also on their own to help maintain their pelvic health? And you mentioned those Kegels, but if you were to tell somebody, I'd like you to do this every day, a couple times a day, what do you tell them. Well, once we figure out where the, the pelvic floor is to do a Kegel, and that is a huge piece that I see, as I see a lot of men and women who come and they have no clue where the pelvic floor is, or even worse, first with a Kegel, it is a squeeze and lift up into the body cavity, and oftentimes we're squeezing and bearing down. So if you imagine, you just pay attention to yourself when you're bending over to pick up something. Anything can be the lightest thing. We are oftentimes bearing down with that, and we have to do the opposite. Because if we're bearing down, what we're doing then is is we're we're, uh, leading ourselves to have prolapse. And prolapse can be when there's a uh, sense of uh, heaviness in the pelvis, and that may be because the bladder has so-called fallen or the uterus has fallen or even the rectum, and it falls into the walls of the vagina. And we help that out by bearing down, which is not what we want to do because that may require surgery. So then how often does someone need to see a physical therapist? Is this something that they'll need to keep doing to maintain that strength, or is it something that could be worked with a six-week, eight-week program? What usually happens is, is the first visit is what do we call biofeedback, and there's a lot of education that goes on there. I'm talking about the pelvic floor muscles, where that even is. Talk about a Kegel. And the biofeedback is we actually use a probe, usually a vaginal probe with women, for men a rectal probe. And then that's connected to the biofeedback machine in the computer. And we can find out these results. And actually, it's, it's pretty enlightening because most people leave going, oh, my goodness, thank God I found you. Because what we talk about and why it's occurring makes so much sense. The second visit they come back is usually an internal exam. Uh, I would do an external exam of the pelvis and the legs. I'm looking for muscle tightness and if the pelvis is rotated because all of those things affect the pelvic floor. And then we do an internal exam, uh, usually vaginal with women and rectal with men, and I'm palpating specifically the pelvic floor muscles. And again, I'm checking for muscle tightness, trigger point pain. If, If the woman has had episiotomy scars, they can be causing a lot of pain right at the vaginal opening so I can teach a woman how to do scar massage, um, 
And then from there, I can create an exercise program for them. Initially, again, it may be first relaxing the muscles and and, uh, doing hip stretches or leg stretches for that. Then we work on kegels, but we start lying down. And from there, we go to standing. And then maybe we do lunges or we step up. And all of this really is about body awareness. Figure out where the pelvic floor is, making the connection between the brain and the pelvic floor again that oftentimes has been lost, and it's been very, very successful. And in just the last few minutes, please, Pam, give your best advice for women who may be suffering from stress or urgent continence or painful intercourse or any of these pelvic floor disorders and why physical therapy can help them. When... When you are looking for a therapist, and you you have to find a trained, a specialized trained therapist in women's health, or maybe it'll be called pelvic health. And I I I would prefer pelvic health because we treat men and women. But you have to find somebody that is trained in women's health because it is a specialized training. If you do not, you're going to find a therapist who's going to do a lot of strengthening of your abdomen, and they may or may not know where the pelvic floor is, and that is not. It, it's just because they don't have the specialized training. That is the most important thing. If you are having any urinary issues and you're given by your doctor or somebody else a a sheet and it says, go do your kegels, please go on your own, do your own research, find a women's health therapist. It is much more important to know what you're doing correctly and you usually need the education. Sometimes it's one visit, but sometimes it's three months of therapy, but three months may start out as once a week to once every two weeks to once a month. It is not something you're coming to therapy for two and three times a week. It's not like that at all. Now, tell us about your team at Aspirus and why women sh- or men should come there for their care. First of all, I've had a lot of experience with with uh, women's and, and men's health. Uh, that is what I specialize in. That's what my training has been. I've been doing this for oh gosh, over probably almost 15 years. Um, And I really enjoy the relationship that I have with multiple physicians in the area who do understand what I do. And so you have more of a team approach. If I do an evaluation on somebody, I can call that the physician's office, explain what I see, and then they can go forward with some type of treatment or uh, adjust their plan of care. And we work very well together. It's great information. Thank you so much, Pam, for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.